Hello and welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me this week is my co-host, Nevermore. How's it going, Nevermore? Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being back on the show. Um, I know we're all in the Halloween spirit. I know that uh, my kids and I have watched Nightmare Before Christmas uh, countless times since October started. Yay. Um, whenever the kid, I always ask the kids, like, okay, let's do a movie night. Uh, let's try to do something Halloween themed. Uh, what do you want to watch? And our three-year-old just like starts chanting, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. It's like, that's like one <laughs> song, the beginning of the movie. Um, and I've now made this joke several times and I'll make it one more time. But when the, I haven't, I haven't told you this joke. Uh, when the, uh, when the, when he visits Christmas land, I always pause it and I say, well, we'll pick this up in December. <laughs> and then the kids just look at you and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. They lose their minds. Uh, I only did it once. Cause if I did it again, they would like just tear the house apart. Uh, but I, I it, but then it's funny today we were watching it. We had a long week, so we were watching it with dinner. And I said, like, well, if you want to watch a Halloween movie, you've only got, like, three more days left to watch uh, This Is Halloween, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and then Abby, our middle child, who's six, corrects me and says, well, actually, it's also a Christmas movie, so we can watch it all the way through December, too. And I'm like, <laughs> touche. <laughs> Good point. You're like, no, November's just the middleman. We can watch whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we get a one month break and then we're back in December for uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's this Christmas land or whatever, what, whatever song they're going to latch on to uh, for, the, for the or making Christmas is probably what they'll start chanting now. Do any of them get scared from watching it? Uh, no, which is surprising because I couldn't watch the movie until like after high school because it always creeped me out. See, I was okay with that, but Coraline scared me. I saw that in theaters. I was like, this is for children? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas, I've always loved it. Yeah, Abby loves Coraline, and she will watch, she was watching it on repeat for a while, and I'd come down, and I'm like, I don't know if you should be watching this, like, you know, bad guys replacing people's eyes with buttons. It's scary. Yeah. The other mother is freaking terrifying <laughs> exactly and uh we kind of went down a rabbit hole we were looking at other you know sort of tim burton produced uh stop motion animation we have not watched corpse bride i remember seeing okay. that one in theater and i think i think that one i don't remember a lot about it but i remember it it might be less creepy but it, it deals with you know death and whatnot less yeah, less creepy. It's a little slow in the beginning, you know, especially for kids, like, mm. when it's first starting out and stuff. I don't think it's as scary as, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. Coraline's yeah. way scarier than all that. But Coraline's very scary. Uh, they did watch Frank and Weenie. Oh, that one's good. I have not seen that for a long time, but I really, really liked it. Yeah, I guess it's a remake. I didn't realize it's a remake of, a like, a movie that came out in the 60s or something from Disney. But it's a, a stop motion remake. It was live action back in the day, I guess. So, uh, yeah, the kids were pretty stoked. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is Halloween. There's lots of cool stuff for you to check out. I saw Dead Space remake just dropped on Game Pass. I'm going to be checking that one out uh, soon, maybe talking about it next week. But uh, we're here to talk about video games. And honestly, just the way things are scheduled, this is probably like 
our not our last chance to talk about Extra Life Game Day, but going to be our best chance. And we've got a full schedule planned out. And some of the games we're going to be playing, uh, you've been playing Evermore. And I and I want to kick things off with Party Animals because this I'm really looking forward to playing this on game day. It is so much fun. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, I'm adding this to my wish list. And I was like, I hope it's something I'll actually like follow through with. So I never played Gang Beasts, but it's very similar, I think, to what that game was, where like you're just kind of picking people up and throwing them around. And like it's like whoever survives last. And there's different games within it. Um, but you can play up to eight players. Um, if you queue by yourself, depending on which type of game it it chooses um everybody votes um on the screen but whichever game you get you might be on a team with you and one other person um i think there's somewhere you're by yourself but usually you're paired up in either two or four and it's hard to remember that sometimes because like as soon as the matches start like everybody just starts punching each other and throwing each other <laughs> off of stuff and you're like oh no you're on my team like and i'm like i'm sorry the other yellow person like I just get, like, ca caught up in it. But the characters are, like, so ridiculously cute. They're all animals. And they have costumes that some of them you can earn just by, like, achievements. And then as you play, you earn bones, which you can spend in the shop for stuff. And then you can also earn or buy with real money. Um, they got Nemo Cash, because that's what the Corgi's name is in there. Um but you can buy eggs which or an egg coin, which goes into like the little vending machine. Like, you know how you like put a coin in and like a little ball comes out with a prize. That's how you can get um, like specialty costumes. So you can like earn those sometimes by different leveling. Like as you level, you might earn bones or whatever um, or like lots of XP. And then on occasion, you'll earn the egg coin. And you have a chance at, like, special legendary, like, little skins or whatever. But it's so funny because, like, if you're an animal and your outfit that comes with that person is, like, a cowboy and you start the match and people are punching you um, and your hat falls off, it's just, it's funny. No, but I think people can pick it up, but they can't, like, pick it up and put it back on, but they can actually, like, grab it and run around with it, which is pretty funny. Um, nice. But, yeah, it's very chaotic it's very fast paced which i like um i love the egg machine reward like anything random like that that's like a surprise makes me really happy so the fact that like you earn that is thrilling um but you can like m like ben and i will match up and be the same character and the same outfit i wish you could swap outfits with people but you can't like so if you're the crocodile guy you only have set outfits or that are like for you and then if you're, like, one of the cats, you have your outfit. So there's not, like, a closet where you can be whatever you want. That's a little disappointing. Um, but it's hilarious. Like, at first I was nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be bad at this. But basically, everybody's kind of bad at it. <laughs> like, you just, you just queue in and you don't know if the people have played before or not. But that's how I learned the rules on the different games. Is I would kind of watch what other people were doing. Um, like one of them has two trains that are next to each other. And so it's like a red train and a blue train. So four people on each side. So you want to like, you drop down into the back that has like the pieces of the coal and you want to drag it forward to go put it in the engine, right? To make your engine go faster. So I'm like, okay, like I kind of understand what I'm doing. Well, 
other people can jump to your train and like knock you off of it. They can grab your coal and throw it off so that it's like gone and then you have to wait till it'll spawn again later so your train can't go faster. And then also by where you throw in the coal, there's like a switch which will like slow the brakes down. So somebody can jump onto your train and like slow your train down by doing that. So you kind of have to like pay attention to like what the level is and then go from there, which is really interesting. I don't like the games that are based off of real sports. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've realized that like I'm just not good at them because like you have to like punch like a giant icy hockey puck or something or grab a huge football or whatever and it's just I feel like those ones I struggle on more than the like random games like one of them has like a little viking village feel and there's like three little campfires and you have to fight by the campfires but if you get knocked out into the snow you might freeze up and then you're out you know and then you need to stay by the fire to stay warm and all that kind of stuff so it's like there's so many different fun ones that the real sports ones to me are like not as exciting they're more boring um so i'm not thrilled when i play those but i get really into it and i get really um competitive with people and like especially if people are like being like jerky because you can hear people talk sometimes i don't talk to other people but if somebody's like hey man like go after this guy or whatever then i'll like focus on that guy if they're being mean to other people (laughs) Or, like, if a team is, like, on the real sports ones, like, if somebody is playing as the rabbit character or something, and I keep noticing that they're the one who's, like, making all the goals, then I'll go and just, like, grab them and start pulling them backwards, like, away from it, or, like, keep them away from the action so they my team has a better chance or whatever. It's so much fun. I think for game day, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so it sounds it's interesting. So it sounds like so I know Gang Beast was like very much focused on and I haven't played it in a long time. I think I played it like pre-release. It might have been a demo. I can't I can't really recall. But it was uh, it always felt like an arena battler. Like It was more about you just trying to kick the enemies out of the ring and last uh, person standing one. Yep, there's there's modes like that, and then there's the modes where like just you score points as a team and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of neat. Like I feel like the matches go really fast. Like I think the matchmaking also goes really qu- quickly. So it's kind of like an instant like serotonin like quick boost of like okay like that was fun or oh that was frustrating but it's like over quick enough so it's not like you're stuck in this like forever you know raid or something like that where you're just like oh my gosh we're losing like i just want to get out of here or whatever you know it's like it feels like even if you have a bad match it's over and you play again and you can play with new people and it's not a big deal cool and you said it was eight players right like that's sort of the cap yep the max for all the matches is eight players and then um like if you're queuing by yourself you might be putting like a pair with someone else or you might be on a team of four depending on which match it is and like I said, it's kind of hard to pay attention to that because everybody just starts fighting each other and you're like, oh, I knocked my teammate off. Sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> didn't mean to. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it sounds like it's a blast. So eight players. Uh, mm-hmm. It is on Steam for PC, but it's also on Xbox, which is part of uh, Xbox Game Pass. So it's on Game Pass. And I think it is cross platform, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, it was one of the first things I looked up because when you had suggested it for game day, I'm like, okay, I 
love Game Pass. I have access to Game Pass. Let's see what this is. Um, it does have crossplay, uh, and we so far, as of right now, as of this recording, we have three open slots. So if folks want to join us uh, for Party Animals, it is on Game Pass, or you can pick it up on Steam. We'll be playing at twelve thirty Eastern on our game day, which is Saturday, November fourth. And I'll remind everybody at the end of the episode as well when we when we go through our schedule, which is I'd say about like ninety five percent good to go, which is pretty good considering the event is in well, it's in a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it's not far away. So uh, I'm I'm excited. Party Animals is one of the uh, the newest games that we're going to be playing. And it sounds like it's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, so I'll likely be playing on Xbox, but uh, with crossplay, we'll be able to welcome uh, Steam players as well. And uh, I should boot up the game and make sure all that works so I'm ready to go. But many sources online have said it's crossplay. There's like a tiny like introduction where you like do a trial run and like like any other game where you just sure. try to learn the buttons and stuff. It's super quick. So if anybody wants to play on the day of like it doesn't take that long, I'd say like maybe five minutes. OK, so that's good to know for folks if if they want to jump in, including myself. I'll have to uh, clear that sort of tutorial. But that makes sense to kind of give you the idea of the controls and stuff. But I love the way you kind of described it. It kind of sounds like. Fall Guys. Yeah, it reminds me of Fall Guys in that you would have those waves of... uh, It was usually a race to the end, but there were some scoring missions, and it kind of reminds me of like a mix of that and Mario Party with this like chaotic... Yeah. Well, like even if Ben and I queue up or whatever, like there's some where you're fighting in like a ring, like a circle, and we'd be so careful. We're like, oh my gosh, watch out! I'm getting close to you. Oh no! Like the guy's coming after you. Like look out! Like don't hit me! Like you're, oh, I hit you on accident. Sorry. Like not a big deal. So you have to like be really careful about who you're hitting and when. Oh, and another thing is too. I don't know if Gang Beast had this, um, but when you get out in a match like that. Um, they give you something to do. So you can throw, it changes seasonally. So at first it was coins or something like that. And then it changed to something else. And I think it's pumpkins now. I haven't played since they did the update. Um, But so you're out, you can aim and shoot like a pumpkin. So like, say you're on a map where um, it starts to kind of like the gravity goes away and everybody starts to like float or whatever say you know it's almost about to happen where that gets turned off and everybody's going to float, and it's like, you know that the guy on the blue team, they already have two out of three wins and you don't want him to win, you can throw something at them to try to knock them out so they like can't hold on to something before that anti-gravity thing starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of interact with the match that way. So like if I was out and you're my teammate, I can try to hit other people with stuff to knock them out so that you can grab them to throw them over the edge. Or I think banana peels are this. There's three things. The first object, which seasonally right now is a pumpkin, a banana peel. And then there's a bomb that you can throw, but it takes time to detonate too. So you have to be really careful about like the angle you throw it. If it's just going to bounce off the edge of the map you're on, or if it's going to get stuck by the people, um, will they notice it and run away or will it be- like blow up and knock everybody over the edge? So it's kind of cool that like even if you're out early on a map like that, where once you're out, you have to wait till it's over, 
that you still can kind of like play the game, you know, you're still helping somebody either win or lose, which is kind of cool. Very it makes cool. it less boring than just waiting. Yeah, that's always a, a tough part of party games. When you're eliminated, you either uh, you either exit the mode and start a new game like Fall Guys and, and other you know games like that, mm-hmm. uh, or you just have to wait. And waiting sucks. <laughs> yeah. So that's so like being good. able to interact is cool. Other games like the sports ones or whatever, everybody's obviously there the whole time, but it's I like that they had that as a feature. Very good. Well, I am very much looking forward to playing this, and as you said, all of the animals you can pick from uh look adorable. So I'm sure now can you duplicate? Can you all be you know, are we going to be fighting over the corgi? Is that what's going to happen? No, everybody can be like the same thing, but like some of them you have to like earn or buy with like the little bones or whatever. Um, sure. Or like they unlock at a certain level if you haven't gotten them by then. Um, so there's there might be some that not everybody can get. Oh, I will look up for you. Um, I don't know how long it was available for, but there were codes where you could get two free skins i will look that up for you and we can put it maybe in the notes for it the episode yeah um i did not come prepared with those but that that gave us like an assassin looking cat and i forget i think the other one was like a husky looking one um but i think those were like named after like a streamer or something i don't know exactly who the person was or maybe a maybe it's one of the creators but i will look for those codes and we will get them to everybody Hopefully they're not expired. I I would think it wouldn't be a limited time thing, but I'll have to see. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Again, we'll have three slots, give or take, open. If you're interested, let me know in Discord, and we will add your name in. It's on Xbox. It's on PC. It's on Game Pass for Xbox and uh, cross-platform play, so you don't need to worry about that. And uh, yeah, we'll have uh, more Extra Life details shortly. Uh, I do want to give folks a content warning for this next one, because if you haven't ate dinner yet or any meal, really pizza works for any meal, you might want to uh, get ready to order pizza because we're going to talk about good pizza, great pizza, which is sometimes what I call a Friday evening trying to sort out where I should order pizza. Um, (laughs) So what is this game? I've never heard of it. So I had seen people playing it on TikTok for other people watching and I was like that's so weird like they were playing it on like an iPad and people were watching them play so that's where I had heard about it um but then I noticed it was on Steam and I was like okay uh and I looked into it a little bit more and I was like oh you can like decorate your restaurant with a theme and like Ryan and I talked about earlier like if a game has like a holiday aspect to it it makes me really happy, especially if they give you enough time to like do it. Like, I don't like when they're like, okay, it's like two weeks until the holiday, but it's going to take you three or four weeks to earn all the stuff to decorate the, for the game. Like, that makes me frustrated. Like, Animal Crossing and Disney Dreamlight Valley. I'm like, I want to decorate now. <laughs> like, stop making me do all this extra work. Um, for this one, they have the DLC where you can like buy some of the extra decorations. Um, and when I started it, when I bought the game, like I went in with the intent of buying the Halloween stuff. Um, so I'm assuming that you, as you play, you earn different like decorations for your restaurant that are not holiday themed. Um, but because I just started, I want, I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to stream this, like I want my restaurant to be super spooky. Like I just want to get all this. Um, so I bought the DLC for it and I believe it's like, 
between two to five dollars, depending on what type you have. And they had tons of holidays and from previous years and all that. Um, I think it's also on. I bought it on Steam, but I think it's on the Switch. And then I don't know what else. Um, but yeah, you just you run a little pizza store. Uh, they have like Pizza News Network updates that they have that pop up on the screen a lot. And you just have customers come in and they're like, I want a pizza, but I don't want it to have anything except cheese or I want a pizza and it has to be vegan. And you have to like look at whatever, like all the toppings you have available and like figure out what their like clues are. Because sometimes it's like super obvious of like, I just want a pepperoni pizza. That's it. Just like that. Or they'll say like, I want half this and half that, but cut it into six slices. So like it gets weird at a certain point where like. They start kind of trying to like confuse you, but it's very calming and relaxing for me. Like, it's just very chill. Like, you know, it's slow going. It's not like a rushed thing. Like I also play like overcooked and played up. It's not like that. It's not like chaotic or whatever. It's just you interacting with a customer, trying to get through your day. You make your money. You can do upgrades for your shop. Um, I just really liked it as just a calm relaxing kind of game and I'm really looking forward to playing that a lot more um like I said I just recently got it uh we were taking a break kind of for the last couple months Ben had some real life health stuff going on so we weren't like streaming and playing games a whole lot um so yeah that was one of the ones that I downloaded after I was like okay like I feel like I'm in a mental space to like sit down and do my streaming again um and that was a great like starter to like get back into it um, so I'm I'm proud of myself for doing that, but I really enjoy it. I highly suggest it if anybody's looking for something just kind of chill. Yeah, I'm taking a look at it. It's, so it, uh, as you said, it is on Switch. Uh, it's on Steam. It's currently on sale uh, until November 1st at 25% off. Uh, a good chunk of DLC, a lot of DLC uh, yep. from what I can see. And so is the DLC, you had mentioned it's kind of cosmetic, but is the DLC only cosmetic or is it? offer new sort of scenarios to play through as well as far as i know it seemed like it was only like decorative stuff um because they, they had like mother's day stuff and like um saint patrick's day kind of stuff like so it was things like that plus like halloween and christmas um and then i think they had like summer things when i was looking through it uh but i didn't i don't believe that i saw anything that was like new story stuff so i think that's all included when they do updates um and then the dlc is just all the decorative stuff from what i remember of browsing the shop okay cool yeah it looks really neat and honestly i love uh cook serve delicious that franchise i know it is more chaotic but i'm looking at this and i love the art style and i i love the idea of like the the more casual sort of laid back approach to this type of gameplay because cook serve delicious can get a bit manic um this one looks really cool uh and i guess it's also on um it's on mobile and it's free to start i don't know if it's free to start or if it's free to play it's hard to tell Uh, i'm looking at the in-app purchases and it it does it does look as though it is uh yeah like it looks like you could buy uh, well there you go gems small pile of pizza gems <laughs> that sounds free to play to me um so if you want to avoid that you can pick it up on steam or switch and likely enjoy it i i will be adding this one to my wish list and probably picking it up Ooh, it's steam deck uh verified as well so 
And it's just, it's, it's, the graphics are just kind of cute. And like the decorating was really easy. Um, There's like multiple little slots in the restaurant where it's like you change like the background color and the walls and stuff. And um, I wanted all the Halloween stuff. That's just me. You don't have to buy all the DLC for it. They happen. I think what sold me on it, I was like, oh, that's cute. You can decorate the restaurant. And then for certain holidays, it's like, oh, we have custom shaped toppings. Like, look at this little onion witch hat or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm buying it. Like, I'm sold. (laughs) I like, if I'm going to stream it, I want my little like toppings to be certain shapes. And it's not all the toppings. I think you can like, the farther along you get, the more you unlock. I think I've only got like six toppings right now, but I think it gets crazy later on with like way more options. Um, but yeah, I like I said, if you don't like a repetitive game, it might not be for you. I had fun like putting the um like the sauce on and the cheese on and figuring out what they meant when they ordered and stuff. And like you might not always get it right, but I don't know. It it just as like a mindless end of day thing, I really liked it. Yeah. Sometimes you need something that's a little more re- relaxing, not like a huge 30 hour uh, single player game or, a, mm-hmm. or, you know, we've talked a lot about Baldur's Gate 3 on this podcast, like a hundred hour RPG. Uh, sometimes it's nice to know you can jump in, play for a couple hours and, and uh, just, you know, make some pizza. Yeah, because that's uh, when yeah. I had fun playing, too. But yeah, that's like a lot. Like, I don't sometimes at the end of my day after being a nanny and watching three kids, I'm just like, I don't have the mental space to focus on this right now. Like, yeah. I want to run around and like kill stuff, but I like don't I barely have started the game. And I'm like, I'm not like confident in just running around by myself yet. And I probably would pick like the wrong spells to keep myself alive. So I'm just like, I can't focus on that. But can I log in and make random pizzas? Yes. Yes, of course. Of course you can. Uh, you have another food uh, type game here with Plate Up. And I and I believe I believe we talked about this last time we were on. Has it sort of uh, how, how's that game doing? Like, I know maybe we talked about it and we didn't talk about it on the show, but I think we did talk about it on the show. OK, yeah, that makes sense. I think we did. I am playing with Eve again. Like I said, we were on kind of a break for a while with the stuff that was going on with Ben. Uh, but we're just now kind of jumping back in and I like playing with other people. So when I do try to stream, I could play something by myself, but I have more fun with friends. So I also like feel guilty being like, do you want to play a game with me? Like, I don't want to take your real life, like free time away, but do you want to play and stream? (laughs) Uh, But my friend Eve really likes to play that with me. And we've both really started to learn more and more about it because when you open your restaurant, if you mess something up, like if you don't serve somebody or you give them the wrong thing, or if there's like a queue outside, then your days end and your restaurant closes. So I like that it's like a challenge. Um, and you have to kind of really be paying attention and like communicating with each other. I think you can have up to four chefs, but we've only had two. Um, and I'm going to be playing it more because the, of the food options that you can cook. Turkey is one of them. So like next month for like Thanksgiving, November, all that. If we do play plate up, it's probably going to be a turkey theme restaurant for that month. Um, but you can do like coffee and hot dogs and hamburgers and whatever. Um, but that's why we're going to be playing more is just because of that. We want to have a Thanksgiving like turkey restaurant. But the automation is something that I struggle with. Because like if I play by myself, 
there are some things that I can add into the tables to make it go easier on me where I'm not like behind on things. Um, cause you can have like conveyor belts and smart conveyor belts where like you can set it to like take dirty dishes or clean dishes or take hamburger patties. So like you can change what it's pulling from or whatever, but you have to know like what to set next to what. So like, if you have a pizza, you can put the portioner next to it and it'll pull the slice off for you. So you don't have to spend the time to do that. Or like you can use a mixer to like put two things together or to like make your dough or whatever. So like figuring all the automation out is what I'm still kind of practicing and learning. And we're trying to get better about using that when we're trying to make our restaurant bigger and better. Cause you can use it for like, conveyors to take your dirty dishes away or you can use it to upgrade your garbage can so it holds more and stuff it's just there's a whole lot of strategy to it and we're really just trying to kind of tinker with that but they also had a holiday update and I have not played since they started it but there's something about like enchantments and I don't know what that means that I'm really excited to figure it out because when you finish a day, you get cards at the bottom of your screen that are either for decorations or it's for upgrades in your restaurant. And then you can put the blueprints that you get. If you want to make it better, you put it in your blueprint cabinet and you like upgrade it. But there's something about like witchy enchantments that you can like make it different. So I don't know if it's going to make it like actual Halloween stuff. I don't know. I'm excited to find out, though. Very cool. Yeah, it sounds like a like a good one. Now, is this so this is a this is a game that you kind of have to play co-op, right? Like or is highly recommended. I mean, you can play it single player Um, sometimes, like if I'm bored or if it's like super late at night, but I'm like not ready for bed, but like other people are sleeping, then I'll just start a random restaurant and just kind of lay it out myself and see if how far I can get. Um, And then Ah. if you get to day 15, that's when you can like save it as a franchise. But the only couple franchises I've had like uh, one of them, I opened it and then I exited. And then because I opened it and closed it, then it went away because I opened it and then didn't play it. So I think if you like start your franchise from where you left it, I think you have to continue playing because I screwed it up that time. Um, but yeah, it's just I like the challenge of it. Like I like, oh, like the time's going to run out. Like you got to make sure you get that cooked or like sometimes the restaurants get really messy with like the food mess on the floor which is just like clumps it looks like little clumps of brown or whatever it's not very detailed graphics um but that like slows you down so like if you're trying to hurry and serve somebody or hurry to clear a table so that there's no plate so people can come in from outside sometimes that slows you down and then you have to hurry to get to serve it or like the timer will come up and then you have to start all over so you kind of have to like be okay with the fact that like if you screw up your restaurant's like gone you have to like start fresh so like if you're a person who doesn't like that like you have to start over sometimes if you're getting really close to like if you know you're gonna mess it up if something's gonna happen you can quickly save and like back out and then go back in to start that timing again uh but sometimes you're like so busy trying to serve or whatever you don't realize like somebody is outside and their patience is going away and then you're just like oh man like oops I missed it or whatever, but right. So it's, it's similar to, and I know we talked about it before, but it's similar to overcooked, but in the sense that it's more of like a, 
a simulation setup in that you are you are uh, it, it's kind of like a survival mode. But in this case, kind it's of. just keeping uh, your restaurant pointed afloat. out to me on multiple occasions. He's like, do you not realize that like you have a very set way of playing certain games? You like to like collect supplies and like decorate things and play cooking games that have like challenges like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I do have like a very like narrow window of like, this is what I like. <laughs> I mean, among cool. other games, but he's like, do you not notice when you're adding things to your wish list that they're all very similar? I was like, no. <laughs> But There's now I do because you pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think it's uh it's one of those things that, like I really enjoy Overcooked because it is is very manic, but it's also like it's the levels are contained. But I kind of I also like the idea of having this this concept of like okay we're gonna you're gonna manage a restaurant and then we're gonna throw stuff at you to kind of keep you on your toes and you're basically your whole job is to like build up this restaurant and make it as efficient as possible uh all while doing you know supporting co-op now is it a maximum of two or can you go up i think four is the most that you can have i think okay um as far as like people who are doing stuff but you could be like okay like when we set up the kitchen block me off with cabinets because like i'm only cooking i don't need to leave my area or whatever and then somebody could be like a dedicated server or somebody could be running back and forth you could leave the doors open for everybody to go through or whatever so it's like you can like decide who's doing what kind of and then um like if somebody doesn't like their spot then you just switch places or whatever okay cool yeah i was just trying to see uh the one thing that uh steam doesn't do very well is it doesn't list the players that you can have but um they they do say co-op so i'm guessing you're right like it's probably two seems limited uh but four probably is like but something that they have that i realize is that they have the ability to there's like a program that they have you can run so like if i'm streaming and even i are playing the only person who orders stuff half the time is Ben because he's my like constant viewer sub, but um, he can do exclamation point and then visit. And then when we start around, he'll be the first person to walk in and it'll say his name above his head. And like, he can't control them, but he'll, he'll come in and sit down, but that's part of it. So like you could just select your person to visit and it'll have your name, but then the game just controls you. But he can also do like exclamation point and then order depending on what type of restaurant we have. So like if we were doing hamburgers, he could be like on the screen, it'll give three options and he'll be like option two. I want a burger with fries or whatever it gives him. And then we have to make that. So like he could know that in our restaurant where we're making burgers and fries. And for some reason, say we got a card that popped up and it's like, you could also make dessert or something. He could be like, Oh, they're in the weeds. I'm going to order the cherry pie now or whatever. And then it could mess us up and we could lose. So it's kind of interesting that they give you like that Twitch integration. Cause then people can like actually participate without like playing, which is kind of cool. Right. But it also allows your Twitch chat to be they can kind of troll you a little bit is that yeah they can kind of like put in their like whatever they want as their order or whatever which is so fun yeah no i i mean it sounds it's really cool to i i love games that have that sort of like twitch integration because again like you think of party animals and played up as two great examples of games like built for 
this uh I, I don't know what you would call it but the the age of streaming you know before streaming these games would exist but they would be considered sort of like couch co-op sort of party yeah. games but now these games sort of target like more of like the internet age and being able to like stream it and have you know your audience engage and and part of their 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 market is is uh engaging with streamers and being like hey here's a great game that you can play have fun with but also uh include your your viewers as well um mm-hmm. that sounds really cool i i i love the idea of it obviously i i only stream around extra life so i'm not streaming as much uh but i've always enjoyed the idea of like twitch integrations i think one that i really uh enjoyed was i think it was like polybridge 2 there's a couple of them but it had the ability for twitch uh viewers to sort of suggest builds for bridges which is great because I'm terrible at building bridges. I found <laughs> out. Um, but Twitch, very good, very good at building bridges. So yeah, played up sounds really cool. I'm glad you uh, were able to provide an update. And um, yeah, it looks like the game is still going strong. So check that one out on Steam. I think it's actually on sale right now. Ooh. I want to say it was like half off, but I could be wrong. I think it's normally twenty, and I think it's ten, but I don't know for how long. I think it's if it's part of the Halloween sale, we probably have a good week to uh, take advantage of that. I highly recommend it. Good stuff. Yeah. 50 percent off until November 2nd. So if you're thinking of adding another uh, theme cooking game to your uh, steam list, definitely check this one out. Before we move into Extra Life and uh, Sea of Thieves and all that fun stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about spider-man 2 which has been uh my obsession uh for the last week uh and it's interesting because there was the spider-man 2 super mario brothers wonder conundrum of friday october 20th oh were they both released the same day (laughs) yeah yeah they were both they were both released on the same day and and which i'm i think is totally cool because at the end of the day both games are very different uh, and offer a very different experience. You have like the single player story based narrative with a Marvel license with Spider-Man two. And then you have like the chaotic fun of a new, and I really think a fresh, uh, take on the 2d Mario formula. Uh, so if folks at home are wondering, I did end up picking up both. Uh, I need more time with wonder before I chat about it on the show, because of I've really just been playing Spider-Man 2. That's all I've been doing. Every uh, awaking moment I have for gaming, it's I'm swinging around New York City. And that's one, too, where the story could be spoiled for you, right? Where, like, Wonder's just kind of, like, more fun and... Exactly. 100%. I mean, that's that's a really... That's kind of where my brain's at. Um, And the algorithm for social media that that i sort of consume and the people i follow uh are very into spider-man 2 and marvel stuff it has this it's probably it happens to a lot of creative content and and for folks at home we're not i'm not going to spoil anything about spider-man 2 in terms of narrative that's why i'm specifically not talking about it because ben is currently playing it after he finished Baldur's gate 3 so i've only heard snippets from him or seen like tiktoks pop up 
I don't know what are spoilers, so I'm not saying anything because <laughs> yeah. I would rather not accidentally screw it up for somebody. So my my lips are zipped. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk mechanics. We'll talk, you know, story introductions where where the game is set in terms of the timeline for Spider-Man. Uh, well, Insomniac's Spider-Man. Uh, but essentially, this game is sort of following the pattern of recent uh, well, basically the generation so far for the PlayStation 5 from PlayStation Studios, which is to take what worked on the PS4 and do it more on the PS5. Uh, we got that with Horizon. We got that with God of War. And now we have it with Spider-Man 2. And I'm not trying to be reductive. I actually think it's a good thing. You know, don't break what isn't uh, wrong or isn't broken. I don't know. That's not the phrase. That's not the phrase at all. Just if it works, <laughs> you don't need to fix it, right? That's if it also ain't broke, not the phrase. Don't fix it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can also be wrong because I say no. things incorrectly all the time. <laughs> that sounds right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's it. You're right. Uh, and this is most extremely the case here because Spider-Man, uh, 2018 Spider-Man, and also Miles Morales, which which released in 2020, were both very great license game uh experiences you know you've got they took spider-man they made it their own there's familiar beats there but like this is insomniac's world for spider-man and they they mix it up like they they change some villain origins they change the way the the story progresses with certain villains and characters and um it's all good. I, I love it. I love that world. And, you know, obviously with Spider-Man 2 coming, I was very much looking forward to it. And I did not want to be spoiled. I managed to... I did finish the game. Uh, I'm working towards the Platinum right now. Uh, and I managed to have uh, nothing spoiled in terms of major, you know, story beats. But uh, you're right, 100%. Like, I, I think you see this a lot with Marvel, you know, like especially when they started to get their Disney plus stuff and star Wars as well. Like, you know, 10 minutes after the episode airs, someone must like scrub to the final part of the episode and be like 10 things we learned at the end of Loki season two, episode four. And it's like, I haven't watched it yet. It came out uh -huh. like 15 minutes ago and <laughs> yes. you see it with narrative games too. And I know, uh, look, I'm not going to complain about, you know, the way we write, internet articles and stuff because like you have to to generate clicks you have to provide that that headline of like six things we learned about the ending of spider-man 2 even though the game came out like a day ago and it's like yep and i get all the time stuff like that pops up on like my tiktok or whatever and i have to like be careful like i like if i'm interested in something like if it's something i do want to see but not yet i'll like favorite it and flip it like away but yes. then like i get so many more and i'm like i don't want to hear about it yet don't tell me Exactly. And that goes back to the algorithm. Like I'll be sort of scrolling through uh, like Instagram reels or something. And I happen to watch one Spider-Man two clip and then all of a sudden more start popping up. I did almost have like part of the ending spoiled for me through that. But I uh, I had progressed far enough in the story to recognize what the content was talking about to then realize like, oh, it's going to touch on the ending. I better I better scroll away from this pretty quick. Uh, so I, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, keep away from it. And you're right. Like part of the reason of sort of focusing on this game was to not worry about, uh, 
you know, what was being posted. And, and honestly, like it's, it's not even, um, it's not even just like sort of the, you know, listicle article things we see. It's, it's, it's also like screenshots. Like if you're really looking forward to a game Uh and, you know, there, there are visual parts of the story that in the moment might not feel like, like a, like a spoiler, but like if posted and if someone's trying to avoid as much Mm -hmm. as possible, they might see it and be like, oh man, that kind of, you know, ruins a moment or, or touches on something happening in the game. And, and for the most part, everyone's been very good. Uh, but like, I even had that moment for myself where like, I, I was doing, it was a boss fight midway through the game. And up until this moment, I had no problem like equipping, uh, sort of the outfits you can unlock throughout the game as you steadily level up, you get more outfits. And that that was present in previous games as well. And one of them was the Miles Morales 2020 outfit. I think it, the one you get with the backpack and then the cats in the backpack. Uh-huh. So in this game, you can unlock that through just, you know, uh, leveling up and getting your outfits. And I unlocked it and I equipped it. It's like, oh, this will be fun. And basically it animates the cat it's not like in Miles Morales where like it also impacted um, some of your takedowns and stuff and made like really cool animations. In this one, it kind of like on a timer, the cat will kind of like pop out of the backpack and like, you know, sort of like move its paws around and, and look at the camera and stuff. So I'm doing this boss fight and it's this super serious moment and the characters are like having a conversation getting pretty heated and then in the background it actually not the background the foreground of the camera this cat pops up and starts like pawing at the camera (laughs) which i thought was hilarious but of course i couldn't share that clip because it was a major story beat right but uh i I did manage to share it with some friends who had who had finished uh, the game alongside me but it's i really enjoy narrative games but uh in this day and age it can be so hard to avoid spoilers I had um, the worst time with that for a while when we were really mm. like very into it. Um, and this is a long time ago and I don't even know exactly what happened because I didn't play after I found out about it. Um, this is like expansions ago, but it's like on my feed, like you would get random people being like, Oh look, I did this or whatever. But it's like, that's great. Like if you guys complete something or whatever, but like, don't like screenshot like major things or be like, Oh my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah happened. Because, um, I think it was, uh, Ysera, the green mm-hmm. dragon, something happened in the, dying. yeah, something in the story happened where Ysera Spoiler died. Alert. Oh no. It, it, I know. And it was oh, this I do really dramatic, that, yeah. like cinematic or whatever. And I hadn't gotten there yet. And people were just posting it like crazy. Yeah, and I was like, and I'm just like, well, I'm so glad that like that was like sucked out of my experience because now I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> but that was kind of a constant thing. I feel like I was so much slower than other people getting to things that it was just a constant spoiler of everything and i get it like people who are like hardcore doing it are excited but it's just like i don't know it just really kind of ruined it for me of being hyped about the game a lot of the time when stuff like that happened like on such a consistent basis so i totally get it 100 percent, and it's one of those things where my brain also goes to you know i'm i'm cognizant of the fact that these prod products take years if not half a decade to craft from start to finish 
And um, you see a lot of this online of like, man, I waited five years for Spider-Man 2. I beat it in two days. And I mean, you can say that about any sort of content. Like content just doesn't, it's not one-to-one. It does not take two hours to build a game that you can finish in two hours. It does not take two days to build a game you can finish in two days. And I think of, you know, the developers and the people behind the game who really work hard to craft this experience and then like uh it can be ruined for some folks if if they're not careful on social media and i'm not complaining about like i think people can post i think there are some of our some of my favorite social media uh platforms have like spoiler tags built in the gamers in discord is a great example of a place where i know i'm not going to be spoiled because everyone's super great at tagging their spoilers and we have our game discussions, which I didn't set one up for Spider-Man, uh, mainly because I feel like uh, I already had some group DMs where we were all we were the ones playing in the discord. But like, it's a great spot where folks will will still mark spoilers. But like you, you're popping in there to have that conversation. And, you know, there's a really yeah. busy one with Baldur's Gate three and everyone's really good at marking their spoilers, but also very helpful when you ask a question of like, I'm stuck at this act two point can someone sort of point me in the right direction yeah without like giving it away or whatever i like that game in the fact that there's so many individual choices you can make that you're not gonna see exactly the same stuff as everybody except for like the main storyline but like just the normal interactions of people and like the choices you make you might not know how somebody interacts with somebody else because you didn't talk to that NPC or whatever. And I really like that about the game. That's yeah. something that I really am looking forward to when I do have like the mental space to like jump back into that is just the companion dynamics and how everything that you decide affects the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, Baldur's Gate three is a great example of it being really great that there's a passionate group of folks that are posting online of their experiences because it is a, it is a varied experience. As you said, like you have very different conversations with NPCs, depending on who you engage that conversation with, uh, whether you're controlling your custom character or maybe controlling another origin character, there can be a different, um, outcome and or interaction. And I know personally for Baldur's Gate three, I'm only going to be able to play through it once in in the foreseeable future so i i kind of i'm glad like there are i don't mind actually watching clips of people posting like these conversations that they're having with hysterian or 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 will or whatever and i'm like i I might not experience that conversation so i'm fine to engage i don't want to see like the ending i'm the same way yeah but it's really cool like i like that aspect i love the fact that you know there's just this vibrant you know community of folks that are posting all kinds of stuff for these games, but Spider-Man two is very much like it's a linear narrative experience. There are definitely moments that can be spoiled. And I'm not sitting here saying like, it's been spoiled for me. I was able to make it through, but I know of a few folks that are like really trying their darn just to get through that two week window where everyone is kind of talking about that, the experience. Um, and, uh, like I've kind of, I've been there before. Like there are games that I, I missed out on this year that I haven't picked up on that could be spoiled like one that comes to mind is um jedi survivor i didn't pick mm-hmm. that one up 
I'm sure they're, again, a linear narrative experience that probably can be spoiled. And this is not an invitation. Not that anyone would, would do <laughs> that. Like, Please don't message me. <laughs> but I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's with good. TV, too. Like you have like Ben and I will be like, OK, what do you want to watch tonight? Well, I think we need to watch this because there's more chance of people talking about it or something coming up versus like a show that's like not that big of a deal. Sure. So like like Lego Masters isn't super, super important, but we felt like, oh, well, we think we would see more of an update on that than like MasterChef that we're catching up on. You know, it's like that's not like talked about all over our social media. I think that's the same for games, too. Mm -hmm. So choosing Spider-Man when it just came out over the Mario game probably a really good choice yeah yeah for sure and um i'm sure spider-man 2 will be a will be brought up again close to the end of the year with with game of the year but um you know this game takes place a few years after miles morales our you know our spider-man have uh gotten really accustomed to working together to save new york and the world is is much bigger it's basically i think they said doubled in size as they've now taken uh they've added uh they have you know you have new york city of harlem and and some other locations as well i'm not as familiar with the you know new york uh sort of landscapes but it is a big uh it is a big map and it's kind of split down the middle by um uh, the river i want to say manhattan river but i'm not 100 percent certain again not a geography expert but there's a lot a lot there and i think for folks wondering like do they kind of run with sort of the collectible stuff that was in the first one. And and yes, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that you can collect. There's a bunch of stuff on the map that you can complete side missions, you know, uh, different uh, puzzles that you can unlock, like similar to the first one, there are sort of strings of missions and, and um, puzzle rooms that you can come across. Uh, They bring back the sort of arena, the fighting arenas and in a really cool and creative way. So it's not like a duplication of, I think in Spider-Man 2018, it was like Fisk uh, areas or something. It was it was Fisk's mm. men that you had to fight. Uh, where in this one, it's uh, the arenas are, are something very different, but but have a similar feel. Like they're like, uh, oh no, that was combat challenges. I, I'm trying to think of it. And it was like a simulation in the first one. In this one, it's a little bit different, but it's cool the way they kind of like, okay, we want to, we want to have the, the combat challenges in here again, but how do we put it in the game without just saying, I don't know, we're going to do more training. So more simulations, please. Uh, they find a really cool narrative way to kind of like mix it all in. And of course, Spider-Man is such a huge, you know, group of, of both heroes and villains. And they do a great job of sort of, you know, bringing in, old favorites and, and uh, new characters that haven't been introduced in this insomniac world yet. Uh, So they do a very good job with that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, swinging around the city is really cool. They've added the web wings. It makes it super quick to get around. And I think it's like one of those features that they add in to kind of complete the, the traversal mechanics like swinging's great web zipping's great like being able to like jump from point to point also works but there was like missing something of like if i want to go to from point a to point b swinging is great but i need something to kind of bridge between those swings so that i can just kind of glide and Mm -hmm. feels like a no-brainer but honestly like adding it in now is like i 
it might be tough to go back to the previous Spider-Man games, uh, especially if you're used to web gliding. But yeah, like I, I've really enjoyed the story. Um, again, like being a take on Spider-Man from Insomniac, like they continue that trend of like really nailing uh, the story with with these characters, at least from my my perspective as someone who's you know seen the movies and and played previous video games and stuff. I think they've done a a great job with the license and mm-hmm. uh, the story is very engaging and and uh, brings some like I said new and old favorites back. Uh, I'm not super familiar with Craven, who again was in the trailers and, and introduced as. Um, this is kind of actually really is my first sort of interaction with Craven. Uh, and I know he's a big villain for Spider-Man. So they do a great job at introducing him and he's very, he's very menacing. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a great game. I'm again, like I really, really enjoyed my time with it and I, I still have some stuff to clean up for the platinum trophy, a couple of, you know, a couple of little uh, side missions to finish, but I did complete the main story. Very much enjoyed it. They leave some tidbits for DLC uh, like they did in the first game. It's hard to tell, like, they haven't announced DLC, whether there might be DLC like the first game or whether... I have a feeling they would. Like, didn't they yeah. do it last time too? They did. And uh, City That Never Sleeps was like a string of three pieces of content that was announced at launch and sort of released through the fall into winter like it was out the it was out and complete by the year uh the year it came out i don't think we're getting a, a similar approach here i think we'll get dlc as you said like similar to previous but they might they might follow the trend that they did before like with a small piece of dlc because there are story beats that they kind of leave hanging that would fit that dlc model from the previous 2018 game but then okay. there's some stuff in there that they could like pick up on in an expansion similar to what they did with uh, the Miles Morales game that released in 2020. Um, because again, we are likely five years from getting a Spider-Man three, if that's what they do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to bridge that gap and make the wait a little bit easier, they could have a smaller team working on sort of a, an expansion sized game. Uh, but of course they're working on uh Wolverine as their next big sort of project. Oh, are they? I didn't I haven't heard about that. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be really like I really like Wolverine as a video game character. Again, don't have a lot of experience with the character outside of video games and movies, but I remember there was so Wolverine Origins, which was a terrible movie, uh both <laughs> from movie perspective and comic book fans did not like it. Uh but there's a video game based on that movie that is actually really good and is a good sort of like model for what a 2024 or whatever game could be. Um, but yeah, that's their next project. They had a teaser that they put out, um, I think in 2021. So a lot of folks are like hoping it's 2024 that they're targeting, but honestly with Spider-Man two just coming out and Insomniac also releasing Ratchet and Clank, I think a couple years ago, they're probably good to take 2024 off <laughs> in yeah. terms of releasing big projects. Like, make the game good. You know, of course, it's going to be great because Insomniac is, they've been just not going to have park. very, yeah, very quality, very like story driven, thought out kind of games from what, from what I see as an outsider who doesn't necessarily play them, but hears about them from other friends who do play them. It does seem like they really 
know what people want. They know how to, like, timing for releasing it. They know how to do impactful stories with also very, like, clean gameplay. And I... I'm I'm always excited to hear updates like from Ben about what he's doing in the game and how far he is and stuff. We're actually going to try to do um like a kind of co-stream. Like I don't know if he'll stream on his channel or if we'll just hook like my thing up to his computer, but I want to do where he's playing Spider-Man and I'm doing like a puzzle of Spider-Man like at the same time. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Just so people can see like the new game and like watch what he's doing and stuff like that. Cause I want to stream puzzles more, but that's, I've tried to like bribe him by like, hey, if I stream a puzzle, can it be Spider Man while you're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That sounds really neat. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll have to let us know uh, in the Discord or on Twitter when you, uh, when you go live with that. Cause that'll be, yeah, if uh... I can figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> you can do it. But he... I, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> He's been very open to doing it, so we'll have to see. I have two puzzles, two separate puzzles, so we'll see. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, as I said, I wanted to keep it spoiler-free, so, like, outside of, like, if you played Spider-Man 2018, you enjoyed Miles Morales, like, they do a really great job with this one, continuing the Insomniac uh, Spider-Man sort of trend, and the fact that you can play as both Peter Parker and Miles Morales is very cool, and you can switch between them instantaneously, um, outside of a few narrative things that pop up, sometimes the game will lock you to a specific Spider-Man, uh, but you're always back to being able to swap back and forth uh, at some point. So, yes, it's uh, it, no surprise Ryan's enjoying Spider-Man 2, and you could be too. Pick it up. PlayStation 5, it's very good. Before we move into um, the... Uh, well, before we wrap up the show, I want to talk about Sea of Thieves, because you've been playing a bunch of Sea of Thieves, and this will be a good sort of primer because we've got see if these kind of like bookending our extra life game day so like what's what's keeping you busy and see if these well let me move the cat who's laying on all my notes <laughs> um so i haven't played recently like i said we kind of took a break while ben was having real life stuff going on um and when we do play it's either like me and ben sailing or me and eve or like um ben eve and Dwayne and i will all go on a ship that's kind of like our normal crew if anybody else wants to play like hit me up like it's not like i'm like only these four people like ever um that's just our normal our normal get together crew um they just started a new season in sea of thieves it started october 19th um with a ton of new stuff like a lot um I saw a video on the Sea of Thieves Twitter, so I'm assuming this is a thing. I have not tried it out. It seems like a quality of life thing, but when you're holding like a treasure chest that holds three items, you're able to pick stuff up while holding it from what it looked like in their little gif of it. Oh. They put a picture of holding it and they're like, nom, 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 and it like picked up the three things. So I'm assuming that's part of the new season stuff, um, but I can't confirm it. Um, a huge, huge thing that's new is guilds. Have you heard anything about this? No. So you can set up like a guild. Yes. Because before they had captaincy, right? So um, captaincy is you would buy your own ship. So you would buy because normally in Sea of Thieves, when you log in as your pirate for anybody who does not play, you log in your pirate, you have a boat. So like if you log in by yourself or with one friend, it's a sloop. And then if you have three people, I think it's the Brigantine, and then four people is the Galleon, I think. Um, the very huge, hard-to-steer one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have captaincy, like you log in and you still have your boat, but like you're like in charge of it. So if you're a normal pirate, you log in with a normal ship, you log out, you don't have your supplies anymore. You don't have, um, whatever you set for like your ship's decorations. Like it just, you start off with a random boat. You have to go do all your settings. So captaincy, you get to name your boat. You pay a certain amount, and I don't know how much it is off the top of my head for the different sizes. They're different costs. Um, but you buy your big ship, and then it's yours. You name it, and then like if it takes damage, you have to kind of pay to repair it. Um, if you're traveling and getting gold and stuff like that, it keeps like a log of all of that. So, like, if your ship sinks or something, or if you log out, somebody else might find your ship's logbook and they can go turn it in at, like, Reaper's Hideout or something for credit or whatever. Um, But that doesn't affect you. I think they just get credit on their end. Um, So, like, captaincy is kind of cool. So, you earn stuff like that. Guilds are new. You can be a part of up to three guilds, but each guild can only have 24 people, which is kind of, like, limiting, like, for... Mm -hmm where we've been in guilds where it's like tons of people all the time. Um, so 24 people doesn't seem like a lot if you know a lot of people, like in either AIE or Frog Pants or whatever. Um, so you can only be in three total, whether you have one or not or whatever. So like, I think you should make one that is for Extra Life, the team for Gamerson. Um, sure. Just so you know. Uh, but you get to make, you get to name it. I think it's only 20 spaces. You get to make the guild crest, which there's like eight like piratey borders that you choose from. You pick like an icon. So kind of like the guilds in WoW where there's like an icon or whatever. Um, but the borders are more detailed. Like it might be ships fighting each other or it might be like fishing or I think one of them is like a Kraken theme. So you pick whatever kind of edge border you want for it a center like icon which there's like 30 to 40 so there's like um like a fishing one or uh like a skull with two blades or two pirates standing next to each other so there's like tons of different ones right um and then the colorways are kind of limiting there's only eight so it'll be like different shades of blue or different shades of purple so like that's kind of more limiting out of everything and then at the end you pick a motto so there's like I think it's like seven pages of like five or six on each page. And there's different ones like adventures out there or some of them are like mean, like go down with the ship or whatever. There's like preset ones. So that you just have to kind of select. But then after you make it, people who sail under that guild kind of help the guild advance. And then there's like um, different like achievements and things that you guys can all unlock together, which is really kind of cool. So like I think they said on the website like if you're offline and you want to see if anybody's been working on anything i think you can see what guilds you're a part of on there and like see any updates so you can be like oh like you know ryan was sailing this weekend or whatever or nevermore took out three people and they worked on tall tales or something so i think it just tells you kind of what people were up to and like what level your guild continues to be so it's kind of just like for people who have been pirate legend and stuff like that it's like another aspect of it which is kind of neat and then also you can share so if you're a captain of a ship you can like basically put one of your ships into the guild for other people who might not be a captain of their own ship to borrow basically 
Um, and then I don't know how that works, like, if it takes damage, like, if only the captain can repair it, or if the person who borrowed it can pay to, like, do the repairs or whatever, which isn't ever very much. Like, I feel like it's between, like, a few hundred and a few thousand, depending on, like, how bad you were out fighting and stuff like that. Um, but just the fact that, like, if I logged in and I didn't have the four-person ship, but somebody else did, then you can, like, take it to go sail it and, like, I'm assuming it would also benefit the guild and the ship's like progress. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to, so if you go to the sea of thieves website, there's the, my pirate section, which appears to have, I can't, I, I haven't logged in. I don't even, I don't even know what it would uh, showcase for me. I haven't played in well since last extra life, but uh, you got season progress. So it's, it sounds like they've surfaced a lot of the stuff in the game to the web so that you don't have to technically boot up the game. You can just look mm-hmm. at, it, at the web. So that's really cool. Yeah, the guilds sound interesting, and it's it's really. I wonder why they limited it to twenty four. It's nice that they let you join up to three guilds. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and that might just be a trial thing. Like maybe they'll find out people are really needing to have more. But I just feel like for um, like people who do have like a large following or something like that, like it makes you be really like strategic of like who you're joining and stuff like that. And I'm sure like certain streamers who like do that game all the time probably would get hit up by a lot of people. But I know the Sea of Thieves like Twitch streaming community, there's a lot who all play together. So I could see like them trying to figure out like, well, I want to have my own guild, but you have your own guild. We can only have three. Like, how are we going to do that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking previously about like, you know, games that sort of target the Twitch market. And it I know Sea of Thieves really is a game that targets that market, but this guild implementation seems like it's more based on, you know, larger groups of friends, not necessarily like communities. Um because you can you can imagine it's not like an open invitation of like, okay, join the Frog Pants Guild, uh, because mm-hmm. there are more than twenty four uh probably more than twenty four folks that are playing the game. But uh, I think it's a cool step in the right direction. Like, I think that this game has just continued to evolve and Mm -hmm. focusing on like the community aspects of it. It only makes sense. Like, I think another one they added was um, uh, PVE realms. So you can just, uh, you don't have to worry about PVE. It's called Safer Seas. I don't think it's implemented yet. I think, I think they were going to try to do it with season 10, but I think it's delayed a little bit. Um, but that's something we look forward to. I know a lot of the people who do PvP are like frustrated by it. Um, but it's just it's to each their own. Like you have a whole bunch of people who love the game for PvP and a lot of people who don't want to play because of the PvP. So it's like they're trying to balance both groups. Yeah. I am yeah. on the side of not wanting to PvP just because like I get it, it's a pirate game, and like if somebody comes after me, like I can accept like okay, we were on the island and you guys snuck on our boat and took everything or whatever. Like, I totally get it. It's a pirate game. It's going to happen. Thieving, looting, stealing, like, that's pirates. But, like, if somebody's, like, relentlessly targeting you and chasing your boat and just you're wasting an hour and a half because a ship's just constantly on your tail, like, that's frustrating for me. I do not want to play that kind of a game. I would rather stress out about the Megalodons and the Kraken. I don't want to have to worry about somebody else coming and interrupting, especially like when you're doing tall tales or something like a big quest that 
it's taking you a long time and somebody else who's like way more seasoned comes along and just takes it all away. It's just really frustrating. And like, I get where they're having fun doing something like that, but I'm glad that they're offering an option for people who don't want to play that way. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, more options they can offer to expand uh, their player base is, is important. And it looks like safer seas is due to arrive in December. That's what they're targeting. And, you know, I, I can understand from the PVP aspect of like, you know, if you're removing, uh, let's take away the, the fact that some PVP folks might be like, ah, oh, you're, you're removing the folks that we prey on, uh, and just focusing on maybe the player base of like, if you remove a section of the player base and they, they're in safer seas mode, PVP players might be worried like, well, we're going to have less folks to PVP with. Um, yeah. I, I can understand for like a smaller game that might be an issue, but the idea here is that th- there's no servers, it's just modes. So the uh-huh. idea is that the game sort of takes care of all that in the background. So, I mean, unless everybody moves to safer seas, the PvP mode is still going to be plentiful with with folks to to engage with. Yeah, exactly. And like those people are choosing to play that way. And like I get that. And they're also frustrated about, like, the Pirate Legend stuff. There's, like, something about, like, I think you can... Pirate Legend is 50 in three different um, categories. So, like, um, Gold Hoarders and... I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head. Um, But you want to be level 50 in three of those. And then you'll be a Pirate Legend. Well, there's something about, like, you can be in safer seas until you're, like, level 40 across those or whatever and then i think it forces you to do pvp to hit pirate legend so like people are like well that's kind of giving them an easy out of 40 kind of easy levels and then you're kind of just throwing them in to fight people so like i don't necessarily know that that's going to be very balanced um but i mean it's better than just jumping in and being murdered right away and not knowing because like i jumped on my ship and I didn't understand, like, how the spawn points worked and stuff at the different, like, stations. So, like, I'm just standing there, like, fishing off of my boat. And then a guy comes along and just kills me. And I was like, I don't understand, like, what's happening to me? <laughs> Why is he bothering me? <laughs> so, like, I got a lot of anxiety about it because I was like, who's going to come get me? Are they going to come get me, like, while I'm doing something? Like, we had our ship sunk while we were working on things on a different island. So you really have to like pay attention about what other people are doing. So I can understand why they're offering it as an option. And mm-hmm. I am one of the people who will benefit from safer seas. Yes. So I agree. I much, pre- I like the idea of safer seas as well. It won't be in there for game day, but uh, next year's extra life game day. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to take advantage of that. We'll we'll have Jocelyn there. She can protect us all. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Jocelyn will be there and she will be helping us uh, survive the sea of uh, the seas of, of thieves. So, um, well, let's talk about uh, Extra Life Game Day before we wrap up the show. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to say uh, thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash thegamersin. Uh, if you want to be our November patron, you can join us there and uh, sign up to support the show directly through patreon.com slash the gamers in and get a shout out all month long. Uh, now we mentioned a couple times extra life game day is approaching Saturday, November 4th. 
All the fun starts at 10 a.m. Eastern, and we have some awesome games and even awesomer guests lined up. And as I said, uh, we've sort of ironed out our schedule uh, for the day. And these times are subject to change, but the key part here is that starting at 10 a.m. Eastern and likely going to about 11 p.m. Eastern with some breaks scattered in there because uh, we are human and we need to rest and get food. <laughs> need to rest and eat <laughs> and yes. use the bathroom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100%. Where is the best place for people to follow for any update schedules changes? Yes, so the best spot is definitely jump into our Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That's where we'll be sort of updating everyone. But uh, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2023 is where you can donate. And I will have the schedule up there on our team page. uh, And I will keep it up to date as possible. Um, And uh, we'll be streaming twitch.tv slash Ryan Murphy CA. And there will likely be some other team members streaming as well. So again, the best spot is our team page on Extra Life, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2023 to uh, see who is streaming and where they're streaming. Uh, now you you stream on Twitch. So you, are you going to be streaming alongside us that day? I didn't even think about it, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so used to being a player. I didn't even think about that. Maybe. Yeah. So you're twitch.tv slash quoted nevermore. I'm. I'm, I'm assuming. Yes, that is that is my Twitch. Yes, and um, secretly, secretly, kind of on my Twitch page, I have the link to the donate page for the Gamers in um team. Specifically, I have it going to Jocelyn's just because they welcomed a new baby recently, and I know mm-hmm. that she's not necessarily able to stream as much as she used to. Um, in between the actual game day. So I'm kind of like hyping up her page. Not that I have anything against Ryan or anybody else, <laughs> but they have a better advantage of like having the time to like stream on their own on occasion or whatever. So I'm just trying to help her page a little bit. Um, not that I think that there's going to be a ton of traffic that way from me, but on my page, I have a link to her page. So I'm going to try to help get hers boosted to help the team. No, that that is super awesome and, and is much appreciated. And I know uh, Jocelyn was uh, is very excited for uh, game day, and she's going to be joining us. We worked out a schedule, and uh, it was sort of we're focusing on games where if she needs to set the controller down and walk away, take care of uh, baby Kearney, uh, that is totally possible. So our schedule uh, starts at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're going to kick things off with uh, a little bit of Sea of Thieves. As I said, we're we're bookending the stream with with Sea of Thieves. Uh, and that's going to be myself, Jocelyn, and Nevermore. Uh, we, we do have one slot open there. So if folks are interested, let me know and we can, uh, we can book you in. But uh, we'll be sort of warming up the stream with a bit of Sea of Thieves, exploring... Uh, in my case, relearning the controls uh, for our evening stream, which will likely be our main sort of cap off to the event. Then uh, we'll likely have a, a lunch break around there at some point before moving into party animals at around 1230 Eastern. And like I said, all these times are subject to change. Uh, the best spot is definitely I'll be tweeting and updating everyone in Discord. But uh, party animals, uh, Nevermore, Ben, Jocelyn and Josh are going to be joining me for that. And as I said, we have uh, three slots open for that game. Uh, Party Animals, it is on Xbox and Steam. 
so you can check that out. Uh, and then afterwards, we're going to be taking a break from the party games and heading into uh, some Elden Ring. I promised I would uh, have a segment for Elden Ring around 2.30 with Elsie uh, and Travis. They're going to be guiding me once again through the treacherous world of Elden Ring. Um, See, that's I feel like that's just a game asking for punishment. Everybody <laughs> has their own games that they like to play. That is not something that sounds fun to me. While I play the game where like my restaurant closes and you have to start over, that's different than like being murdered 500 times by some sort of god. Like, yeah. Who just keeps like wiping the floor with your dead body. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't even know how far into the game I am. I I've I've progressed quite a bit. Um uh, I I am going to have to jump in before our stream to kind of figure out where I am and kind of like get a point my character in a, the right direction. So I'm not just wandering for a few hours trying to figure out what to do. But uh, the game is is very interesting. It's it's I want to say fun. It is fun. And, in, in, you know, the way I've set up my character and that I'm actually able to play. But like it all comes down to that, like moment of triumph like as you do finish a boss or complete an area there is that feeling of like man i did it that's so awesome so that's always the great thing about souls games is that that feeling if you're able to you know get across those like hurdles overcome it and like yeah that's cool yeah it's not for everyone and it you know those games are not the ones that i i seek out but Elden Ring such has such a an amazing atmosphere that I was, I was drawn to it. And uh, Travis and Elsie have been a great help. They've finished the game multiple times. Uh, we might even try to do some co-op. So some actual co-op rather than them just guiding me, they might pop into my game and, and help me out, which will be helpful. Oh, can they do that? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can use an item to summon characters, uh, other people into your game, and then they can sort of like help you out as spirits um, they're essentially in the game doing damage as if they were there. Uh, but I think the lore reason is they're like spirits or I don't know. So we're going to try that. Really cool though. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, uh, after that, I'll likely need a break. So we'll break for dinner for a little bit. And then in the evening, we'll return right around seven 30 around there. Uh, and we're going to be playing uh sack boy, a big adventure. Uh, again, Travis will be joining me and whirlwind will be popping into the game. Uh, and that is a co-op Sackboy adventure game, sort of along the lines of a Super Mario 3D type game, but uh, is on the PlayStation 5. So we'll be checking that one out and uh, having a great time. And then finally, we will move over to Sea of Thieves again to uh, cap out the night. And I did get word from Bo. Bo Schwartz from Core is going to be joining us. Jocelyn will return uh, and Nevermore as well as we re-enter Sea of Thieves and uh, hopefully <laughs> make some progress and or not get killed by a giant megalodon. That's that's the and goal. we all we all just hang out on the deck while Bo does everything because Bo is like obscenely good at every game he plays, which congratulations to Bo, because he was one of what the top 1000 hardcore heroes for Diablo four. Yes. Did you yeah. see that? I so saw he was statue, one of yeah. the people who completed the game, one of the first thousand people to complete it hardcore mode. And they like promoted it at the Blizzard campus with a statue and Bo's name is on there, which is crazy. So congratulations, Bo. You're ridiculous. And I love you. Yeah. 
Yeah, he'll be joining us for some Sea of Thieves. I know he's uh, he's entered full time content creation mode, so uh, he's he's doing it full time now. So he'll be jumping over to Sea of Thieves to play with us, and um, that's game day. Uh, we we again, like I said, times are are going to fluctuate. Uh, the best spot to learn more is to definitely join in our Discord. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow uh, the team on Twitch to get live notifications. But for the most part, bookmark and or keep open bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2023. And you'll see our team. You can donate to various members of that team and uh, support a great cause. It's all in support of uh, Extra Life and Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. 100% of your donations go to the chosen hospital for each player. I myself am playing for sick kids. Uh, out of Toronto, Jocelyn's playing for that hospital as well. And um, yeah, join in on the fun. Saturday, November 4th, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah, it's a great cause and it'll be a lot of fun. And this is the 15th year of Extra Life, right? Raising yes. the money overall. And then how many years have you and Jocelyn and the team all been doing it? So this will be our, uh, I'm try- I, so it's funny, like they will show how many years you've been doing it uh, for your personal page. So this is my 14th year. And I, I think, think Jocelyn was 12. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to, like, that's probably the best approach. So this is Jocelyn's 12th year. So Jocelyn started Extra Life uh, when we did the first Gamers In event. 12 years ago, I guess. Uh, That's crazy. It is. It's pretty crazy to think about. And I I know there were a few years, I think for me, my first year for Extra Life was like, I just want to play video games all day. So I'm going to do this Extra Life thing. And then the second year I did it, I also wanted to play video games all day and kind of decided to, you know, get some folks, family members and whatnot to donate. But like really the first main year where we were actively raising funds and and playing games and streaming on Twitch was 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 uh the gamers in team sort of opening up. So 12 years as part of the gamers in team, uh Extra Life is celebrating 15 years and and man it's just it's incredible to see how far uh this cause is, has come and and how many millions of dollars they raise every year. So uh check out bit.ly/tgi-extra-life2023 and you can uh, join in on the fun and support a great cause. Uh, but yes, before we head out, join us in Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Some great spots in there to discuss your favorite games, keep up to date on Extra Life, and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, but before we exit the show, Nevermore, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Nevermore. Um, that's where if you follow, you can find out when I'm streaming. Um, I'm on Twitter still X, whatever you want to call it. Um, I know it's kind of falling apart over there, but for now I'm still there at quoted nevermore. Um, my safe space of being away from X slash Twitter is blue sky, which is new. Um, I'm at quoted nevermore dot dot social. I don't know why it has to have all the extra stuff on there. I think basically to make it different than Twitter if people are tagging you. Um, I am trying to post there more and get used to posting. Um, so yeah, I have invites to that too if anybody <laughs> needs a way to get over there. Um, I think I've got a couple saved up. Uh, Very but cool. yeah, that's where you can find me. 
definitely check out those links and follow Nevermore for uh, more fun Nevermore content. And uh, for all of the past episodes of the Gamers Inn, go to gamersinpodcast.com where you'll find all our show notes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I still call it Twitter. I think mostly <laughs> I had I had a conversation at work um, where someone asked, like, what do we what do we have to call it? Is it Twitter? Is it X? And it's like, I feel like in conversation, like there's no right answer. And, and really, I think because if everyone's like, well, I'm just going to call it Twitter. I think that's the same argument as like, well, I just I have to call it X because that's what they call it. I think you could do it either way. Um, I think where it kind of like you run into an issue is like when you're uh, when you have like a website or something where you're like uh-huh. have icons and stuff. Um, you kind of have to go with X, but everybody still does the bird or T or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I've seen online is like a lot of folks saying like, "Oh, on X, formerly Twitter." Like we're still in that mode where everyone's calling it both, and I call it Twitter because that's that's what I know it as. But uh, I'm gonna call it. I'm not using it if he starts charging people for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which oh, is man. what's supposedly gonna happen. So boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a it's an interesting approach. But until then, you can follow uh, Jocelyn at Joss Plays, uh, Nevermore at Quoted Nevermore, myself at R Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Uh, get in there on Twitter before they start charging you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for staying at the Gamers Inn. That's going to do it for this week. Be sure to check out Game Day for Extra Life. We'll have another episode likely before then, but uh, this is the best chance we had to sort of talk about all the fun stuff. So we'll see you Saturday, November 4th for a great day of gaming fun. Yes, and raising money for the kids because that is very important. Yes, yes. Raising funds for the kids. It's going to be great. Tune in. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. 